Okay, let me, let me tell you this. I was going to tell you this. The way to become a millionaire, if you could think of how to become a millionaire, you do it by Friday. You don't have to go that far. All you have to do is think of your God-given gift. All of you have the ability to make, you can charge, all of you can do something somebody will pay you $10 to do. I don't care if it's cutting grass, doing their hair, painting a wall, babysitting, uh, taking care of the elderly, teaching, tutoring. Everybody can do something for $10. This is how I got to this place of success. My jokes were $25 a night. I made that for a long time. Whatever you do to make $10, this gift that God has given you at birth, because God never created a soul he didn't give a gift to. All of you have one. All of you have one. I don't care if it's frying chicken. Some of you fry chicken better than anybody else. Bake pie. Do have something. Do whatever it is for $10. After you make the $10, I want you to do it 10 more times. You'll now have $100. After you make $100, whatever you did to make the $100, that $10 idea, I want you to do it 10 more times. You're going to have $1,000. Now, it's going to get a little more difficult, but after you make $1,000, whatever you did to make the $1,000, I want you to do it 10 more times. You now have $10,000. Now, now we got to focus now. Whatever you did to make $10,000 that started off with your $10 idea, what I want you to do is focus. I want you to do it 10 more times. You now have $100,000. Now, this is where it gets very, very difficult. You're going to have to hire some people. You're going to have to pay some people some money. But you take that $100,000 and you reinvest it. And what I want you to do is whatever you did to make the $10 that you did 100 times that turned into $100,000, all I want you to do is take that same idea. Don't change nothing. Do it 10 more times. I got news for you. You have just made a million dollars. And all it was was a $10 idea. You do not have to complicate this thing. You don't need an education to do this. You just need the principles of success. I'm telling you, man, I took these $25 jokes and I turned them into a lifestyle. You can take this God-given gift that he gave you and stop thinking of how to make a million. Just go make $10 and do everything 10 times as hard. Now, it's going to be hard. Understand that. It's going to be very hard. But you ain't got nothing else to do. Because let me tell you something about being not successful. Being not successful, that's really hard too. So you might as well apply yourself to something that has a benefit. I'm telling you, that's how you make a million dollars. Quit tripping. Quit tripping. You have the way God has already given it to you to make $10. All you got to do is do it in multiples. That's all anybody do. That's all. It's just 10 people got on Facebook. Then 10 more people. Then 10 more people. Then 10 million got on not, not, they, they, they got 100 million people on Facebook. No, but you just do make billions of dollars. It's the same thing. It's, it's what it is. You have it in you. You just got to apply. And you got to believe that it can happen for you. How important. Stand guard at the door of your mind. And you decide what goes into your mental factory. Don't let anybody just dump anything they want to in your mental factory. Because you've got to live with the results. Okay, here's the last disease, and we're through with this list. In fact, we're almost through. Hang on. 
The last subject is very brief. The last disease, but this one is deadly. Engage in this one, indulge in it even slightly, and you might as well forget the future because it's going to forget you. Complaining, crying, whining, griping, a Bible word called murmuring. See, that'll ace your future. Spend five minutes complaining and you have wasted five. And you may have begun what's known as economic cancer of the bone. Surely they will soon haul you off into a financial desert and there let you choke on the dust of your own regret. I hope I said that well, so you won't forget. It's a deadly disease. If you don't think it's bad, ask the children of Israel of Old Testament fame. Typical of us all, their story just happened to get in the book. Story says, children of Israel were slaves. God performed a series of dazzling miracles and got them out. And now they're heading for the promised land. Remember the story? Heading for the promised land. Tragedy of the story? They never got reason. From day one, they started to complain. They griped about the water. They griped about the weather. They whined and cried and griped about the food. They griped about the leadership. They whined and cried because it was too far, too cold, too hot, too difficult, too miserable. I mean, they whined and, whined and cried for years. Finally, God said, I've had it, trip canceled. <laughs> or something like that. The story says they died in the desert, never got to the promised Which I think means two things. Indulge in this long enough, you get your future cast. And I guess it also means even God himself can only take so much. Just be on the lookout of the things that can destroy all the good you start. The war is on. And this evening, tomorrow, mentally, personally, socially, economically, you got to make sure you're winning the war. And this is part of it. There are two minds that are operating at the same time. One is called the conscious mind and one is called the subconscious mind. I say, what's the difference? The conscious mind is where you are as a spirit, an entity, a unique identity. You are in that conscious mind and perceiving the world. I say, what about the subconscious mind? It's not a creative mind. The subconscious mind is habits. Things that you've learned and you experienced in your life and they become habits. So uh, the subconscious mind is not thinking, creating a subconscious mind. Push the button, play the behavior. So here's the point. When we are in our conscious mind, we are connecting our spirituality to the biology and the physical planet that we're in. And that is a creative mind. That's the one you wake up in the morning and say, oh, I wish I had this and I desire that. And these are the things I want. And then you go out and start the day, and then guess what? 95% of the day, you are not operating from the conscious mind. Science has recognized 95% of the day, because we are thinking 95% of the day, our behavior is now controlled by the subconscious mind. I go, okay, so what's the difference? And the final conclusion of this is, the conscious mind with your creativity has your wishes and your desires. The subconscious mind was programmed by other people. Your mother, your father, your siblings, and your community. So what is the difference? You wake up with a wish and a desire of what you want. 
and then the rest of the day you play the programs that you got from other people that don't answer your wishes and don't support your desires and all you see is the consequence of it and go oh my god why is it not working the answer is because you don't see because remember the name is subconscious below conscious so when that behavior is playing psychologists will tell us 70% or more of the programs in the subconscious are disempowering self-sabotaging and limiting behaviors so the simple reality is this we have great wishes and desires and yet our life is not controlled by that our life is controlled by the programming and that programming is the disempowering program so all you see is the consequence of the invisible subconscious which will sabotage all the desires and wishes you have and then to conclude that <laughs> what if you just didn't default to the subconscious what if you just stayed in the conscious mind that's called being mindful and why is it relevant because when you stay conscious keep your mind present you are the creator of your life and when people are in mindfulness they manifest their wishes their desires and their happiness so for all of us it's sort of a wake up call you think you're running your life with your wishes and desires it's an illusion you're really running your life with your programs acquired from other people in my mind as i think about this idea of getting what you really want and being able to attract it into your life what what we have to look at is basically the obstacles that we have conditioned ourselves you notice i say that we have conditioned ourselves because I've never believed that we need to be putting the responsibility on someone else. If you're conditioned, it's because you have allowed yourself to become that. And if we are conditioned, if we've conditioned ourselves to believe certain kinds of things, and one of the things that we kind of believe and hang on to and, and live with is this whole idea that uh, all of the things that happened to me in my past are what are keeping me from doing what I'd like to do today. So we hang on to these things and we fill ourselves with blame. We say, I'm the middle child. I'm the youngest child. I'm the oldest child. I'm an only child. I think some of it has to do with what we've been speaking about, is that to, to, to address the problem squarely is actually quite daunting. I mean, yes. the difficulties are manifold. Inequality is real. Individual malevolence is real. To constrain it inside yourself is extraordinarily daunting to read history as a perpetrator is traumatizing these are hard things and then to think through the problems of addressing something like inequality instead of reacting to it in a knee-jerk compassionate manner in a and and implement policies on that basis that are going to be counterproductive that's also extraordinarily difficult so there's difficulty as part of it and then i would also say well we haven't talked about the resentment that drives the discussion of inequality it's not all. It's not like everyone on the left is overwhelmed by compassion and that's why all these brutal things tend to happen. It's that they're also overwhelmed by the same sort of jealousy that Cain had for Abel and the same sort of murderous impulses that emerge very rapidly as a consequence of that jealousy. He has more than me. He must be a perpetrator. It's morally obligatory for me to take him out. That's an easy message to sell. I read about how the communists de-kulakized de the Russian countryside. So imagine, imagine, it's, it's Russia, 
here in a village. It's 30 years, something like that, after the serfs have been emancipated. There's a few agriculturalists who've managed to produce successful agricultural enterprises. And, you know, maybe they have a couple of cows, they have some land, they're able to hire a few people, and they're raising almost all the food, right? And so, and they're a minority in any village because the hyper-productive successful are always a minority. So they're a minority in every village. So the secret is to say, am I, am I in beautiful states of being or am I suffering? And to end the suffering, I'm going to show you how in a second we're doing exercise. But first, what are beautiful states? Well, happiness is a beautiful state. What if you made a decision today, a real decision? When I say a real decision, I mean when you cut off any other possibility. The word decision comes from incision. You cut off. I always tell people, if you want to take the island, you burn the boats, right? You have no way to go back. What if you made the decision today that said, I am going to be happy every day of my life, no matter what, even when things don't go my way, even if injustice comes my way. And the reason is not to be Pollyanna, but because life is too short to suffer. And then when I'm suffering, when I'm pissed off and frustrated and stressed, it's so much harder to fix a problem than if you're in a beautiful state. So what would be a beautiful state? Happiness, joy, creativity, drive, hunger, awe, curiosity, fun, playfulness, boldness. Uh, uh, when you're in a beautiful state, no one has to tell you what to do and what you do is always great for you and it's great for other people. It's uplifting. So if you're in a beautiful state, if you train yourself to be in a beautiful state, I was already doing that. I was in a beautiful state most of the time, but not all the time.